it felt like you were on fire. Those are the words of Rollins Edwards after he was used as, as a test subject in a U.S. military operation, a secret operation that tested chemical weapons on its own U.S. military soldiers. In order to undergo these chemical weapon tests, these soldiers were led into rooms where the door was locked behind them. And in Edwards' case, he was exposed to a mixture of mustard gas and a very similar compound known as lewisite. And because these chemical weapons were discovered in secrecy or developed in secrecy, there was very little known about how they would interact with the human body. And at this time, this was the only real way to test how these chemical weapons reacted with the human body. And after exposure to these chemical weapons, they were not medically treated properly. And knowing what we know now about chemical weapons, their long-term effects are often more profound than their acute ones. If only we knew more about the chemistry behind these compounds at the time. Maybe those people tested, like Rollins Edwards, would not still be seeing those effects to their body today. Now let's take a look, closer look at what a chemical weapon is. Most chemical weapons are arsenic-containing compounds, which means that they contain the element known as arsenic. And exposure to arsenic, high levels of arsenic, can cause many problems in the human body, like gastrointestinal problems that can lead to vomiting, and many times leads to death if exposure is concentrated enough. And one of the ar arsenic-containing compounds that Rollins Edwards was exposed to was lewisite which has many unique characteristics. For example, it smells like geraniums. And another unique aspect of lewisite is that during World War II, it was actually under the same designation as mustard gas to confuse enemy spies as to whether it was mustard gas or its own compound. Another pretty interesting fact about lewisite is that it was discovered by Julius Arthur Newland. He was a chemist that would later become a reverend after receiving his PhD. He received, he received his PhD by studying acetylene, which is when he accidentally discovered the compound lewisite. After accidentally discovering what would later be, be developed into a chemical weapon, Newland got extremely sick and eventually stopped working with the compound altogether due to this. And the one responsible for developing lewisite into a chemical weapon can be credited to Winford Lee Lewis which was exposed to the idea of New England's thesis or discovery of Lewis site by New England's thesis advisor, John Griffin, in 1918, almost 14 years after the initial discovery of the compound. Winford Lee Lewis immediately began trying to purify this compound known as Lewis site. Um, he tried many different methods, but the one that he landed on was distillation, which for those of you who don't know is Pretty much the purifying of a liquid by heating and then cooling it. And upon figuring out ways to distill this compound, Lewis actually discovered that it would explode upon heating. So he figured that he had to wash it with HCl, and this method worked quite well. After discovering an adequate way of purifying the compound, Lewis began working with the US military in order to develop this compound into what would later become a chemical weapon. This chemical weapon was experimented with, experimented with throughout World War I and into the 1920s, where it got its name, the Dew of Death. 
And although um, the Dew of Death was not used in World War I, a vast majority of its development can be accredited to scientists in this era. Then World War II came around, which is when lewisite saw its use as a chemical weapon increase rapidly. It was mainly used as an antifreeze for mustard gas, um, which an antifreeze lowers the freezing point of a liquid-based compound. And in this case, it, would must, it was mustard gas. And this was primarily useful, or mainly useful, in Russia and Germany in the winter months because of how cold it gets there. And these biochemists were able to develop an antidote due to being able to understand the chemistry behind this compound. Speaking of which, let's talk about the chemistry behind lewisite. Let's start with the development of lewisite. Lewisite is created by an addition reaction involving arsenic trichloride and acetylene. The arsenic trichloride is added on to the acetylene, creating lewisite. And being able to visualize what an addition reaction is is pretty important to seeing the reaction between arsenic trichloride and acetylene. So one way I like to think about it is the addition of something to your childhood home. So if your parents wanted to add an extra dining room or an extra bedroom to the house after you moved out, they would first have to rip down what was previously there before and then add something different in its place, which is essentially what happens in an addition reaction. And essentially what arsenic does is it forms a chelate with enzymes, which metabolically inhibits that enzyme's activity. And a chelate is essentially a central atom bonded to many different atoms. So one way to visualize this is to look at like an octopus. So you see you have the center of the octopus and its eight arms. Each of those eight arms can do something independently, which is essentially what a chelate is. And this understanding of what arsenic does to the body and understanding its activity as a chelator led to the development of the cure known as anti-British lewisite, or otherwise known as dimercopol. And essentially what dimercopol does, or anti-British lewisite, what it does is compete with the enzyme and the arsenic and in kind of interfering with those reactions so that the arsenic isn't able to bind to the enzyme as well. And the development of the cure for lewisite is what led it to be obsolete after World War II. And its uses since then has been little to none, which led to an increasing amount of stockpiles all over the world. And these stockpiles pose great danger to communities that the stockpiles are kept. And one example of this is Japan leaving stockpiles in China. For example, Lewisite or other chemical weapons that Japan left in China after World War II have been found on school playgrounds by construction workers, and many people have died from this carelessness to dispose of the chemical weapon properly. Fortunately, however, many countries and nations have figured out how to dispose of this compound, um, that being Lewisite, quite easily. They do so by treating it with bleach. The U.S. in particular has used this method to destroy virtually all of its stockpiles. 
And as of 20, 2012, all lewisite in the United States has been destroyed. And because of lewisite's dangerous nature, um, the Chemical Weapons Convention actually deemed it unlawful to stockpile or keep large amounts of lewisite in a concentrated area. And because of this, nations worldwide have destroyed all of their stockpiles. And as of 2015, nearly 98% of them have been destroyed. Overall, lewisite was a very dangerous compound and was used in pairing with mustard gas to cause a lot of harm to enemy soldiers and even our own. And Rollins Edwards even said, I'm glad I served, which kind of struck with me because even though he was exposed to lewisite and mustard gas, he was still glad that he served, even though he said that he didn't really appreciate what they did. And it's people like Edwards that drive the point home of the understanding, the chemistry behind these compounds, these chemical weapons, is very important so that we don't need to test on human subjects anymore because it has clearly affected them a great deal. And due to its long-term effects seen in soldiers like Edwards and other soldiers that were exposed to chemical weapons in World Wars One and Two, the Chemical Weapon Convention actually outlawed the use of chemical weapons in war for the foreseeable future. So it's something that we no longer have to worry about, but it would still be beneficial to understand the chemistry behind these compounds to see if there are any similar found in nature so that we know how to treat them.